You're listening to A Playful Podcast, where I talk about everything from the wonders of messy play to stories from my wonderful but messy life. I'm Mariah, and I'm the creator of A Playful Purpose, Learning for Littles, and I'm so glad you found me. All right, let's get this party started. Hey everyone, welcome back to A Playful Podcast. Today's episode is all about writing in kindergarten. But before we start, I'll do the weekly check-in where I tell you a little bit about what's been going on in my life. Well, it's March, best month of the year. In case you didn't know, my birthday is in March. I will be turning 31 and I truly cannot believe how much has happened between 29 and 31. It is my first birthday as a official mom with the baby on this side and it just feels like this mom thing is a bit more real now. With every kind of holiday that passes and comes up, it just gets more and more real, which is ridiculous because obviously I know it's real. I have a baby, I look after him all day, every day. But there's just something about the holidays and making new memories and these things that we've experienced our whole life taking on a whole new light that makes it so much more real. We are not doing anything major for my birthday. Dave and I are definitely on team keep it low key for birthdays, but we'll still make it special in just little ways to help, you know, ring in the new year, so to speak. This episode actually came about because I was seeing on social media a lot of polarized opinions, we shall say, about what kindergarten writing should look like. So I'll just start with my disclosure that this is just my opinion based on my experience teaching writing in kindergarten, and of course, if you have a different opinion, that is totally fine. The reason that we're all teachers is because we are all so passionate about our philosophies, and it would be a pretty boring world if everyone taught the exact same way. I'm also going to be mentioning a couple products throughout this episode, and that's just because these products were developed directly as I noted they were needed in my own writing teaching practice. So everything that I mentioned in this episode is available on my TBT store, and there's even a bundle of all my writing stuff, which you can get for a really good discount. I also have all of this typed out in a nice handy guide for you if you're more of a visual learner or you want to have a reference for later, so I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But let's dive into it. So first of all, I just want to talk about how writing in kindergarten is obviously a huge continuum. And what this means is that we have littles of extremely varying levels of writing proficiency from day one. And to me, writing is more than just the ability to write down letters and record words. Writing is the act of conveying a message through some sort of documented process. And depending on where our littles are on the writing continuum, this can look completely different and it can change significantly throughout kindergarten, especially in places where the kindergarten program is actually a two-year program like in Ontario. So when they start out, maybe they're just making random marks or scribbling, or maybe they're doing marks that look like letters, or they're doing straight lines to represent sentences. Perhaps they've already started labeling. Maybe they can write down their name. Maybe they have some random letters they can write down, the letters in their name. But it's also possible they're coming in with the ability to write full sentences. And I've seen this happen, and it really just depends on their interests and what they've been doing at home before they even came into kindergarten. And what's important to notice is that within this continuum, it's not linear. They can go back and forth between these different phases, you know, like move further ahead and then kind of take a pause from writing and stay what seems like a plateau for a long time. There's no perfect progression or a perfect timeline that we're expecting our kinders to follow. 
And if you're wondering more about this continuum, I actually have a TPT product in French and in English with, with infographics that depict each of the different phases. And what I found really useful was posting this in my classroom. So if you didn't want to get that product, you could make your own with different posters that represent each phase of the writing continuum. And this is valuable because, first of all, it helps our littles see themselves as writers no matter where they are on the continuum. But it also helps you have a tool to point to if you do have those littles that are kind of calling out from the back, he's not writing, he's only scribbling, things like that. Then you can point to the bulletin board and say, no, look, these are all different kinds of writing and so-and-so is here right now. It's also a great way to push them forward because as much as we want to be balancing honoring where they are in the moment, we also want to be pushing them forward so that we're continuing to help them grow and progress through that continuum, whatever that looks like for them. So if you do have littles that are mark making, you can bring their writing and them over to the writing continuum on your wall and say, this is where you are right now. What do you think you can try next time? Look at these examples. Which one do you think you can try next time? And more often than not, they're going to say, mm, I think I'm going to try and do that one. And they'll point to a new poster. I find this is also very helpful for parent communication because a lot of the times parents get very fixated on what they think writing should look like and if their little isn't writing in the traditional sense, they get a little bit worked up. So being able to present them with this continuum and saying, look, we're all writers, we're all in different phases and showing an interest in writing is really the main goal of our journey right now. And you can reassure them by showing them these examples of writing on the continuum and demonstrating that their child is going to move forward through these various steps. This product I'm talking about also has an evaluation tool that can be helpful for seeing where your littles are at, quickly making notes and then being able to use that for recording, but also for talking to the parents themselves. In addition to that writing continuum, something that I try and never do or not do as much as possible is writing for my littles. And this is because I don't like to position myself as the expert in the room. I like to position myself as a facilitator of knowledge, which is what I'm doing when I'm showing them, oh, look at the continuum, look where you are in this writing continuum. You're making marks, that's up there, you're a writer. I'm showing them and I'm empowering them in their writing, but I don't want to position myself as the person who knows how to write and they don't know how to. First of all, that's kind of the opposite point of the message we're trying to get across with the writing continuum, but also it kind of creates this relationship of I'm the expert, they're just learning, so why would they bother? And I've experienced this where some of my littles will then not even want to write because they'll just want the adult to write for them. So by teaching them that no, what they're writing is enough, what they're doing is enough, we're empowering them to continue to try, continue to take that risk and continue to do their own writing. Of course, sometimes we do have those littles who get really fixated on, no, I want to know how to write this the right way. And so as much as I try to encourage them to sound it out, trust themselves, think about how they think it's spelled, at the end of the day, sometimes we just have to accept that there are going to be those littles in our lives that really want to know the right way, and that's how they learn. And in those cases, I would help them spell it out, I would model how to write it, and then they generally pick it up and are able to use that skill moving forward. It's all about knowing what works for your particular littles and for your teaching style. So while writing out the quote-unquote right way to write something wouldn't be appropriate for every single little in my room, it definitely has been for some of them that I've taught throughout the years. My belief in this method really solidified last year when I was teaching grade 5 actually, because what I found was that some of my grade 5s would get so stuck on spelling that they would literally not write anything, because they would get so much anxiety over writing something wrong, they wouldn't want to write anything at all. And it would take me a while to even notice that there was nothing going on. And I had to basically go back to that kindergarten instinct and teach them, it's better to write something wrong than to write nothing at all. And I'll be able to understand what you're trying to say, even if you make tons of mistakes. 
So reinforcing the notion that their ideas are what are important, not necessarily the spelling, is really key in creating that interest in writing, that ability to express themselves, and to reduce any sort of writing insecurity that might sprout up over the years. And this insecurity in school is something that's talked a lot about in math, with math insecurity and people who are afraid to take risks and who say, I hate math because that's just kind of the culture that has been cultivated in their lives. And it's not really talked about in literacy as much, but I've definitely seen it firsthand when I was teaching in those upper grades last year. And of course, everything starts in kindergarten. Kindergarten is the foundation that sets the tone for the rest of their education. So I find one of the most common questions I get is, okay, so what does your writing program actually look like? It's all fine and good that you have a bulletin board posted in your room, but what does that mean? So for the rest of the episode, I'm going to kind of talk through my writing program and the different parts of it that make up the comprehensive program in my kindergarten class. First of all, we've got writing going on all the time through the Writing Center, and this kind of changes depending on what my littles are into that year. I've had years where the Writing Center is a formal setup with a word wall and clipboards and a big table and lots of paper and everything, and they'll go in there and they'll self-direct in their write. But I've had other years where it really just became an art center and they weren't that into it, in which case I would take over one of the tabletops and I would put words across the table instead of on a word wall, kind of scatter them about the table and put paper on that or put butcher paper on that to encourage writing. I've also had years where they were obsessed with journals, so we kept journals in the writing center that they could pull out and write in whenever they wanted to. But there was always somewhere within the room that they would be able to go to throughout the play blocks, throughout their play-based learning, where they could work on their writing. And some littles would literally spend every single play block writing. And we all know we have those kids in our class who are drawn to the writing center. They want to sit down. They want to practice tracing. They want to work on those worksheets. This is what they want to do. So as much as it's a bit taboo to offer worksheets in your kindergarten classroom, It's important to remember that our job is to meet all of our learners and to provide opportunities that every single student in our class will enjoy. And that doesn't mean that every single student's going to enjoy every single thing you put out. It means that you're putting out a wide range of activities so that there's something that someone will like. There's at least one thing that every person in your class is going to want to do and is going to be engaged in. These worksheets were the perfect thing to put out on a table or to put out as an option in the writing center, and they could self-advocate for themselves and go pick them out and work on their writing skills, work on their fine motor, work on establishing that specialized vocabulary through these a little bit more taboo type activity. In addition to this open writing center, I would do a lot of small group practice and evaluation, and I know this can be kind of tricky to do in your classroom if it's quite busy, and I found I was really successful in making this happen in outdoor learning block. When you're outside, everyone is generally engaged, busy, and having fun. They can be running around, they can be yelling. You can do a lot less behavior management when you're outside, which means that you can do a lot more one-on-one or small group work. So bringing out clipboards, bringing out chalkboards, bringing out a portable word wall, bringing out a book, All things that are really easy to pop into your bag, pop into your wagon, and head outside for some small group work and some evaluation. And when I was doing these small group things, I had a variety of activities I would just pull out all the time. At the beginning of the year, it tended to be letter recognition. I would just bring out a puzzle and I would ask them to show me what letters that they know. As the year went further along, we would start working on sight words and I would either have them identify the sight words or practice writing them. We also did weekly literacy circles, often with repeated read-alouds, again, to reinforce that new vocabulary, because the more we're repeating vocabulary to them, the more likely they are that they're going to pick it up, and the more likely they'll be able to use it, write it, read it. Another branch of my writing program was just noticing and naming the learning whenever I'd see it. So if we were co-creating a sensory bin or co-creating a dramatic play and there was writing going on, really placing an emphasis on that and honoring that work that's being done 
when we would go on nature walks, we would notice the street signs with words on them. We would notice, you know, signs. We would notice sidewalk chalk on the ground. Just being really mindful and really conscious of all the ways that messaging is provided around us because this is truly the point of writing, right? The point of writing is to convey a message and we want our littles to see the importance of that and see how it really is around them all the time because this is going to motivate them and encourage them to try and bring in more writing into their everyday life and into their everyday play. I also like to mix in writing with some of my existing centers. For example, the sensory bin is a great way to pop in some word cards and have a clipboard beside it that they can search for the words and write them on. And this is what my Trouvé Trace product line is actually all about. Specialized vocabulary you'd hide in a bin or hide around the room, and then they would find them and record them on their sheet, either by tracing the word or by writing it on blank lines. And now we come to the potentially controversial part of my writing routine, which is because I call it writer's workshop and there is some controversy out that I shouldn't be calling it writer's workshop because it uses prompts. But the thing is, I call it writer's workshop. That's what I've always called it with my littles and with my teaching partners. And this was truly the greatest part of our routine and I stand by it 1000%. It completely changed my mindset because we would do this on Mondays. Every Monday we had writer's workshop and it got rid of my Sunday scaries completely because every single Monday I knew exactly what we were doing. And more than that, the littles knew exactly what they were doing. They would come into the morning, we had the same routine, everything was smooth sailing, and it was one of the rare times in the week where every single one of them was sitting down engaged in the same activity. And this meant that fresh on Monday morning, I wasn't stressed out, they weren't stressed out, we could get right into it, I could circulate around, check in with people, and my planning was always done. And even though calling it writer's workshop might be a little bit controversial, I know that a lot of people use the same terminology and I know that a lot of people use the exact same sheets as me because this has been one of my best sellers ever since I made it, I think like four years ago at this point. Basically, this product includes a different writing page for each week of the year. So there's four a month and it takes you through the entire school year, including diverse celebrations. And what's so great about it is that it's the same routine every single week. Your littles know exactly what to do and it gets rid of all of that guesswork because sometimes it's really important for them to have a quick win. When we set them up for success with a familiar activity, we're increasing their confidence, we're increasing their fine motor skills, we're increasing their ability to sit down and complete a task from start to finish without wandering around, without needing redirection, without needing constant support and scaffolding. And this means a lot to them as independent learners. The reason I basically made this product was because I was tired of running around like a literal chicken with my head cut off, translating words 24-7 and writing them on post-its and showing them how to write them because they would say, how do I write this? How do I write that? And I couldn't handle it anymore. So what I decided to do was make an illustrated word bank that went with a specific prompt. And that way they could just look at the picture and copy the word. And while this is very much a rote activity of look and copy onto a blank line, this is a great way to increase their vocabulary, increase their fine motor increase their confidence, increase their writing skills. It's a value-packed activity that a lot of people dismiss because it's not open-ended. And trust me, there is a need for open-ended writing, which is why it's a valuable part of my overall writing program. But there's also a lot of value in prompt-based writing and having those specific tasked activities. As much as our job is not to get them ready for grade one, It is our job to be able to teach them the skills like sitting down and completing an activity, like following instructions, like working within specific boundaries. And this is a great way to accomplish that with no stress and no prep for you. 
So I'll go ahead and tell you the routine now because truly it was the best thing we've ever done. I did it for four years, ever since I created the product and with every single class, it was an extreme success and such a stress eliminator. And that's what I want for you too. So we always started our day with outdoor education. Then they would come in and we would come to the carpet and generally I would be on carpet singing some songs or playing a little game while we waited for the slow pokes to come into the room. And then we would go over the prompt of the day. So generally to do this, I would sketch out a large version or I would project a version of the writing page itself onto the board so that I could model explicitly how to fill in the page. And eventually they knew exactly what to do, but it was always helpful to remind them of the expectations, to set out that thinking aloud process so that I could go over the vocabulary in depth with them and use it as a teaching moment to expand their French vocabulary in addition to setting up success for the activity itself. So we would go through, I would read them the prompt, I would start thinking aloud about what my answer would be, I would think aloud looking at the illustrated word bank, I would model reading it by stretching out the sounds and identifying letters and maybe get them to guess what the word was and if they knew it in French while we figured out what the word bank said. Then I would go over the expectations for filling in the sheet and for what that looked like in my classes, what we would do was first, you have to write your name. And we always made a really big dramatic deal about this. Like you have to write your name first. Oh, oh. Then they would use a pencil and they would fill in their word from the word bank or a word or two. And they would draw a picture. Once they were done their picture, they would color it in. And after that, they could color in the little pictures that are on the border of the sheet. If they were done early, they could flip it around and draw on the back. And once I had the timer go off, which was usually for 10 minutes, then they were able to come and show me their work. And I don't keep their work. I just find that filing student work is way too much of a hassle. So in some years I would display them and then the next week we'd swap them out and they would take them home or they'd take them home right away and I would just snap a picture of it. And it got to the point where I would actually only take a picture of their work if I felt like it demonstrated a change or if I felt like it demonstrated significant growth or it was their best work. And this was a great opportunity to go look at that writing continuum with them and say, okay, are you mark making? Were you copying the letters? Where are we at? If there was a change, take a picture, store it in Google Keep, keep that for evaluation time. It became such second nature for them that it was truly the best time of our week. Everyone was engaged, everyone knew what to do. It was something that I could very easily assess and plug into my report cards with specific examples for every single student in my class. And again, the planning was done because I already had this full year resource ready to go of different themes for each week. Eventually, I made a slightly more difficult version of this with just blank lines and then some reference pages instead of the illustrated word bank on every single page because some of my littles were ready for a little bit more open-ended, a little bit less scaffolded. But they always followed the same theme, so I could go over the vocabulary together, keep it really simple for myself. But I do have those two versions now if you're interested or if you're ready, if your littles are ready for the more advanced version, you should definitely check out volume two of my writer's workshop. It perfectly matches volume one so that your planning is still the same, but different littles at different levels. And that's pretty much it. So I just always made sure that there was a mix of the prompt-based writing that gets a bad rap, the open-ended writing, and then just the writing in everyday life and noticing and naming the importance of it throughout our day. And I think the main takeaway here to remember is that we're all different and so are all of our littles. So making sure that we have a wide range of writing activities is going to be the best way to make sure that we're encouraging them to write and encouraging that love of writing as much as we possibly can. And that brings us to the end of this episode of A Playful Podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, sparkle and shine.